0: Welcome to Creators by Moonlight. Real conversations
1: with content creators. Barkley McClay is a freelance creative from Melbourne, Australia. In early April 2022, he was browsing Reddit when he stumbled across r slash place, a global art canvas where users can only draw one pixel every five minutes. In this interview, he describes his four-day experience with place, including joining the self-appointed good guys of Green Lattice, battling the void as well as out-of-control nationalism and what the global art experiment might teach us about humanity as a whole. My
0: screen name is Barkley McClay, which I've derived from a children's book that my mother wrote. I am a creative from Melbourne. I do a variety of different creative jobs from the music industry to graphic design to just general entertainment. But uh, today I guess I'm talking about Reddit and the phenomenon that was our place Mm. at uh, April Fool's Day this year. I'm More of a a lurker than a poster on Reddit. Pretty much all of the subreddits that I follow are art-related. I love looking at what other people are drawing or or in different styles. And one of my most beloved is uh, the pixel art subreddit. So it kind of flowed in nicely when our place came out. I had this huge canvas of pixel art to look at. I personally also really enjoy uh, making my own pixel art. As a hobby, I was uh, writing a, my own video game and uh, was pixeling for that for a very long time. So <laughs> I have a deep appreciation for, for good-looking pixel art. On April Fool's Day, I guess, uh, Reddit changed their little app icon and uh, included a little uh, icon at the top of the page or the the home screen, I suppose, that took you to the R-Place canvas. So they they kind of advertised it a bit. But when I went there this year, I kind of was triggered to remember that it had happened in 2017 as well. I remembered that this wasn't the first time that they had done something like this. Back in 2017, they did the same thing. It was in a bit of a smaller scale. Basically, there's a gigantic blank canvas I think it was like uh, 2,000 by 2,000 pixels large, and uh, you could place one pixel of. I think there was 16 different colors, Um, so you could pick a color and you place one pixel down on that canvas, but you had to wait five minutes before you could place another pixel down. So, you know, in order to make any kind of recognizable image, you need maybe. 8x8 8 8 pixels or 16 by 16 or, you know, quite a number of pixels to make a photo or a picture. So in order to do that, I mean, one pixel every five minutes, that's what, like 12 pixels an hour or something. You're just not going to be able to do it on your own. So everyone on Reddit had to kind of band together and create little teams or communities or factions that would collaborate on building whatever pixel art image they wanted to on this canvas because of that time limit.
1: With a prominent blank canvas open to anyone in the world with an internet connection, and seemingly no rules in place, the communal and organizational aspects that developed fascinated Barclay McClay and deepened his participation with place.
0: I guess, unexpected side effect or expected side effect. I don't know what the Reddit people were expecting to happen. But the interesting thing was that um, these communities, how they interplayed over the course of the, the few days that the canvas was open was probably the most fascinating or fun part to me, I guess, watching all these uh, negotiations take place. You know, I'm going to take from this coordinate to this coordinate and you're going to draw your picture next to it, but not touching or overlapping, and and then uh, little wars or battles breaking out, and just all the different ways that people used this uh, medium to interact with each other beyond making art. It became a whole uh, game in itself. It blew my mind. Not only the way that the conversation was happening on Reddit, with all of these subreddits being created just to organise people on place, but also how uh, it spread to other websites like uh, Twitch and and Twitter. It seemed like for those involved, it was just the most important thing going on in the in the whole world at that moment. Some examples uh one of the first things that went up was a gigantic Ukrainian flag. There was uh, something that interested me was that I, I have a Greek background and uh, Greece and Turkey are two countries that historically have a bit of animosity towards each other, but um, they put up their flags on the canvas right next to each other and ended up their communities teaming up, protecting each other's territory. Same with uh, Spain and Portugal, two countries that are next to each other on the world map, ended up putting their flags right next to each other on the canvas, even though there was no reason to necessarily do that. It was funny seeing countries like Germany and France getting into territorial battles and then agreeing to just make the European Union flag in the place that they were arguing over. Just all of these kind of real-life memes, I suppose, bleeding onto the canvas. It was like watching human history unfold before your eyes. Imagine the communities of Reddit. You know, it's it's quite a diverse website. Uh there's lots of, you know, very niche subjects on there from, you know, Star Wars fandoms to particular cult hit video games to whole entire countries. Uh so those communities were kind of reflected on the canvas. There was a very large uh, German community on Reddit. And as such, the German flag on the canvas was quite huge. They were able to organize a lot of their people (laughs) to jump on the canvas. There was uh, a lot of video games. There's a lot of uh, video game fans that use Reddit. So there was a whole section of the canvas that was different video game uh, logos or characters. There's a big Star Wars community on Reddit and the star wars poster was probably one of the most uh noteworthy pieces this year as well as uh in the original 2017 place that reddit did as well i guess what we would call geek culture i'm doing air quotes there was very strongly reflected on the on the canvas you know there was a lot of obscure kind of uh internet jokes or uh science fiction fandoms and video games and that kind of thing. There was also though things that you would classify or I guess guys our age would classify as being kind of jock culture. you know there was a big uh, Kobe Bryant tribute. there was uh, cricket and uh, football and and sports murals as well. So the kind of traditionally, Again, air quotes. The traditionally cool things were still up on place, but they couldn't hold a candle to the massive nerdy fandoms that were up there. The other thing that somewhat surprised me was people uh, started to reconstruct traditional famous art pieces. Like there's a there's a girl with a pearl earring by Vermeer. There was um, a very impressive renaissance painting at the bottom that I think everyone would remember if they participated in. There was a Van Gogh Starry Night. There's all sorts of famous paintings that appeared. But one thing that surprised me is that we were dealing in pixels. Why didn't any pointillism Appear. There was no Syrah or or anything like that. It seemed like that would have been the perfect opportunity to, uh, you know, do some pixel pointillism. I guess uh, part of the appeal of doing something, say like a girl with a pearl earring, is that it is so unlikely or to be reproduced by pixels like that. It's kind of taking it into a different medium, and that's part of the uh, appeal. With all of the people that were making. Gorgeous pieces of pixel art, like really, some of it was very quite striking and, and amazing to think that it was pieced together by hundreds of people, each putting individual pixels down. But, um, for every one person that was making gorgeous art, there was also people that just wanted to cover the canvas in black or destroy as much stuff as they could, or, or you know, be as big of a troll as they possibly could, and, um, My first kind of reaction to seeing the the black void tear open the map and ruin all these art pieces was, oh, this is kind of sad. But then I uh, thought about it and I realized, no, this is actually one of the best parts of it is, you know, watching the kind of destructive tendrils of this black void wipe things out and then people banding together to repair pieces or, you know, make something new and fresh. over. What had originally been there it's kind of that goes back to the whole uh, graffiti culture as well, I guess uh, the part of the uh, whole graffiti game, if you will, is the endurance and the the willpower and patience to go and realize that when you're putting your art up on a public wall, it might get painted over by you know the government or the the owner of the wall or, or even another graffiti artist it's whoever has the the determination to go back and paint the same thing on that same wall day after day after day until their opponent gives up they're the one that wins the space on that wall place reminded me of that
1: quite a bit as barkley mcclay perused the canvas he had to decide which faction to allocate his precious pixels to he eventually became involved with the green lattice a larger alliance of redditors Determined to carve out and protect canvas space, and then donate it back to smaller communities.
0: This is where it really, when my mind was uh, most blown, I suppose, is sure it makes sense that you would see countries banding together to make their their national flag as a matter of pride. I mean, I searched the canvas for the Australian flag, and you know they had done the little kangaroo and our favorite beer and and all of that, I felt like it was a good representation of what our country's about. But then also, uh, beyond all the video games and the movie characters and stuff, there was communities that popped up specifically around memes that had been created out of place. So the blue corner, a, a group of people that just wanted to make the bottom corner of the map blue and put nothing but blue pixels down in that bottom corner there was the void that that i mentioned the people making these black patterns across the map trying to destroy everything there was uh green lattice which is the faction that i ended up kind of joining i suppose which uh was just doing a uh, green pixel black pixel green pixel black pixel green pixel black pixel in a in a grid with the idea that if you were a smaller community of only, you know, 10, 20 people or so, you could put your small artwork on this green lattice and everyone in green lattice would help defend it from the, from the larger communities. So all of these, you know, really, really kind of niche and specific things kind of popped up and so fast and, you know, within within a day people were organizing and and creating discord servers to coordinate i joined the green lattice discord server and there was people that were designated as diplomats that were going to other discord servers to negotiate coordinates that they could expand the lattice into that was uh yeah, that was when i think my eyes really widened and i realized okay this is uh this is something kind of special and and unlike anything I've ever been a part of before. I was very conscious of, I didn't want to jump on and just kind of wreck what someone else was doing or or kind of get in the way. One of the coolest things about it and something that I didn't mention was that uh, it happened live in front of you. You could see everyone else putting the pixels down in real time as it happened so you really got the feeling that this was a a living breathing thing that you were a part of i didn't want to get in there and kind of get in the way and and just it it kind of feels insignificant you've got your little one pixel and then you've got to wait five minutes before you put the next one down i thought i'm just a guy on his own i'm never going to make my own mark here what's the point i was just honestly scrolling across it Admiring all of the different art. And I think uh, the first few pixels that I put down were, I could see somebody had made like a, a smiley face or something, and the pupil was missing. And I thought, I can add the pupil to the eye. Like, that's obviously the next step. I'll be a help there. So I realized I kind of wanted to be a helpful, constructive person rather than one of the uh, black void trolls. Of course the the black void wasn't the only way that people were tro- trolling the canvas. I mean uh the game Among Us people were trying to hide little Among Us characters all across the canvas. There was lots of kind of different ways that I guess you could make that first step into putting your first pixel down <laughs> and feeling like you were a part of it. What attracted me to the the lattice was Actually, as I was scrolling across, somebody had griefed the uh, sign that they had made. They had originally written green lattice, but uh, somebody had changed it into green lettuce. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was funny. Uh, I thought to myself, how is there a subreddit dedicated to lettuce that is joining this place thing? Like, that's so specific and bizarre. So I looked it up just out of curiosity. That's when I realized, oh, no, this is a troll that's you know, messed with these lattice people, blah, blah, blah. And then I looked into the lattice people and I realized they're all about encouraging smaller communities to have a space to make their art. And uh, that kind of, I guess, I agreed with that ideology, if you will. Some of the art on the Green Lattice, in fact, most of the art on the Green Lattice that I was defending or helping to build, was for stuff that I had just never heard of before. Like one of them, I think, was like there's like a young French girl who has a little fantasy fiction blog and wanted to draw one of the characters from her fantasy world. I mean, I I don't speak or read French. I have no connection to this girl's fantasy fiction, but I was there pixeling <laughs> a little character for her. Um, there was like a a bionicle helmet. There was a, a orc from the Warhammer universe. There was a a Yoshi from the Mario series. So all of these really uh, kind of unconnected things. It didn't matter if how much you knew about them or how passionate you were about them. It was all in the in the name of uh giving everyone a place to put their little artwork down. There was a, even a Ben 10 logo. I don't watch Ben 10, but I, I helped construct the logo. I searched quite deep into the Reddit and the uh, Discord server, and uh, it does stretch back to the original 2017 place that Reddit did. I have no idea what the uh, original like idea or who started it or anything like that, but. In the 2017, um, if you watch the time-lapse, and I highly recommend anyone who uh, hasn't heard of this or is somewhat interested, I highly recommend you look up the time-lapses, because those are the best way of uh, really understanding what place was. If you look in the original 2017 time-lapse, Green Lattice was one of the bigger players. They, They controlled quite a huge amount of territory at the start. Uh, Also, on Wikipedia, if you looked up Place as I did when I was first starting out and trying to get my head around it, Green Lattice gets a mention on the Wikipedia article. So I figured uh, I'm in uh, somewhat good hands here, you know, rather than joining a disparate group of five random people. It was a a solid community of of a couple hundred. I think the, the management, if you will, of Green Lattice were having an amazing time doing what they were doing you could tell they were having a lot of fun coordinating everyone and negotiating with the other factions so i didn't want to get in the way of uh of that or 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 try to muscle my way in it didn't feel like there was one kind of leader that was directing everything there was terminology that was very quickly developed like uh the hive mind or the bots or you know the the alts people have alts who were people that registered like you know 20 different reddit accounts just so that they could place 20 different pixels at a time instead of waiting for the 5 minutes to pass and then there was people that were using bots that were you know automatic accounts that were placing the pixels without human supervision and then there was uh, the hive mind which was like a term used for the people that weren't participating in the social aspect they were just looking at the canvas and putting pixels down without without thinking or without any kind of consideration so it felt like it wasn't so much a all right we're going to do this we're going to do this we're going to do this but more of a kind of ongoing discussion between the community and a, a couple of people that had started this Discord server up so to speak. I didn't feel like I was working for anyone. I felt like I was working with people, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. Here in Melbourne, we're uh, still, I mean, we're not in hard COVID lockdown, but people are still encouraged to work from home. Me, with my job, I'm self employed, so I work from home anyway. Uh, I think one of the reasons that Place was maybe such a success was that people were at home due to the pandemic and maybe uh, had a bit more time to to be on Reddit, my girlfriend would leave the house and go to work and I would open up my phone and hours would pass me just staring at this thing. Um, it sounds quite uh loserish, but uh, when I discovered that there was a Discord going and you could join this uh, chat room and listen to everyone else, it, it felt like you had joined a party of, of hundreds of people. Everyone was kind of coming together with this common goal. I didn't know anyone or anything about them other than their screen names. In fact, a lot of them sounded like they were much younger than me. It'd probably be sus if I did know them in in real life. But uh it was cool to see just a, a friendly, kind of collaborative environment evolve out of this. And also people kind of uh searching the canvas together and finding cool pieces of art and saying oh you know go to coordinate 100 350 and you'll see so and so and then you know everyone rejoicing at finding that and you know it was it was a it was a social group activity despite also being a kind of solitary at home alone thing in in real life it felt so important for some reason i i That's what I'd love to know is how that feeling got cultivated by Reddit. It really felt like anyone who hadn't, you know, I have friends that use Reddit and it felt like any of them who hadn't been on place, I just thought, well, what have you been doing with your life the last couple of days, if not putting pixels down, which is an insane thought to reflect on really, but it really felt like it was huge. And I guess that was because of the diverse set of communities that you could see coming to life on the canvas. I realized, you know, there's all these Germans, there's all these French, there's all these Australians, there's all these Americans, there's all these Turkish people, blah, 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 putting their uh, art on place. It just felt like everyone in the world had their eyes on this same canvas.
1: As the various communities and unofficial rules coalesced, this also brought on the contentious issues of bots, streamers, and out-of-control nationalism. Barclay McClay describes how the global participants dealt with these various issues.
0: In regards to the bots and the streamers, a lot of people complained that was the general feeling on Reddit. A lot of people were kind of disappointed that bots were used or that streamers were able to wield their followings of thousands to just do whatever they wanted in an instant personally i I think that was part of the whole thing. I mean I understand bots being a bit demoralizing because there's no way a human can ever fight back against a bot, which is a infinitely patient drone you know you you can put your pixel down but that bot is always gonna have the final say um but the streamers people were annoyed at the streamers because they seemed a bit destructive and um what's like a megalomaniacs (laughs) if you will i think that was part of it i think that it was uh there's no difference between a streamer being able to you know, 2,000 kids that love Minecraft to draw uh, the the streamer's logo. There's no difference between that and France being able to organize, you know, 100,000 French Redditors to jump on and make the French flag. It was, at the end of the day, an online space and an online experiment. And uh, streamers are a very modern and online phenomenon. So it makes sense that they would wield a a lot of power. A bit scary to think that in the kind of media sphere or the public sphere that some Minecraft YouTuber can have as much power as an entire (laughs) country of patriots. But uh, that's one of the things that uh, I guess made our place art is that it got you to consider that. In the first place one of the things that kind of disappointed me but also drew me to green lattice was the commercialization not only commercialization being big but also kind of nationalism that was something that i want to say concerned me but kind of disappointed me a bit i don't think there's anything wrong with you know putting up the Australian flag and and a kangaroo or the French flag and and the Louvre or the German flag with the coat of arms and and stuff like that. But it amazed me just how um, much space and control was given to flags or logos when we had the opportunity to make whatever we wanted, you know, something new or something creative or something special to us. That's one of the things that drew me to Green Lattice was uh, they were kind of going over flags and logos and protecting artwork specifically or little pictures. So at the start of the experiment, Green Lattice was in a, a battle with the Portuguese Reddit community of all things are trying to fight back the flag of Portugal from taking over a gigantic uh, portion of the Green Lattice. And um, in the end, they negotiated a a clear kind of boundary of this would be Lattice territory, this would be Portuguese territory. But uh, part of those negotiations were that instead of doing the flag there, the Portuguese would do an artwork depicting their colonial fleets uh, exploring the, the oceans, and they did like quite a quite an amazing little picture that kind of captured the Portuguese national identity, but also was in itself a work of art. And I think that that was uh, what made place special, rather than just kind of putting, you know, green and red, or in France's case, a gigantic tricolor, red, white, blue. Anyone can do that, but not anyone can can make you know a, a piece of art a, a picture that tells a story. something that came in on the second day was who started it somebody somebody had complained about something like you know Turkey has too much space it's just a a red flag with the crescent moon and the star. I'm not sure if it was Turkey that started this trend, but in order to kind of stop people complaining, they did this beautiful uh, cityscape of Istanbul with the Hagia Sophia and everything in it. The UK, for example, did a silhouette of the British Isles um, over the top of their flag with with the Tower of London and Big Ben and and whatnot. Uh, And they they put uh, the Beatles crossing, you know, on the Abbey Road cover and stuff. Brazil put the Soccer World Cup and, America put the space shuttle and and, an eagle and, and stuff like that, that was as much an expression of pride as it was a way of protecting the territory that they had carved out for themselves on the canvas. It's similar to, I think, graffiti culture, is that if you can do something that is truly impressive and respectable as a piece of art or as an image, other graffiti artists tend to respect that and don't grief or ruin what you've done. I think that by putting the space shuttle and the Statue of Liberty on the American flag, it made people less likely to try and take down the American flag because uh, it, was, it was something more special and expressive.
1: As the experiment wore on, Reddit expanded the canvas two times, both unannounced. Barclay Maclay explains how the newly created and precious blank canvas was gobbled up by the would-be artists of the world.
0: I think it was the second day the canvas doubled in size there was, a, there was an expansion. And then and I think on the third day as well, they doubled it again. So at the start, everyone thought that they only had a very limited space and the fighting was ferocious. Then when the canvas doubled, uh, suddenly everyone had a lot more space to play with. And that kind of changed the dynamic of the whole thing. And then by the third day, when it uh, expanded again, and everyone was somewhat expecting expansion so it was just uh, it was fascinating to see how that played out. First, I guess uh, I was asleep during uh, the expansions uh, just because the time zone differences I suppose, but that meant I could experience it in a completely different way where I went to bed with the green lattice being a tiny thing on the corner <laughs> and then when I would woken up, we were very lucky in that the expansion actually happened right where Green Lattice was located. So we had all of this room suddenly to extend the lattice into without overlapping anyone else. So I went to bed and the Green Lattice was one size. And then when I'd woken up, it was this behemoth, which was very exciting. There was a lot of jokes about as soon as the expansion happened, the first thing to occur was the flags just got extended extra long into the new space. And there was a lot of memes that uh, appeared on Reddit, uh, you know, hey guys, we've uh, we've given you all this new space. And <laughs> all they do is extend the flag with, very unimaginatively. But uh, that was quickly, uh, I guess, fought against with the adding artwork or people kind of banding together to try and contain <laughs> the flags. Uh what else happened in the expansion? There was uh one expansion a Brain Lattice actually split their territory into a north and a south lattice to kind of give us more chance of surviving towards the end. That became a nightmare because the community or the the amount of pixels per minute that were available to us were now kind of spread thin over two separate territories. I guess something I haven't mentioned is the size of your artwork on the canvas, as in how much space it takes up on the canvas, seemed directly proportional to the size of your community. It, obviously, it took like it would take a community of a thousand people to hold something the size of France or Turkey's space. Whereas to hold a little 10 by10 10 pixel space, you could probably do with about 30 or 40 people. So while uh, Minecraft has thousands of players, those artworks were quite huge, whereas, uh, you know, something like Ben Ten only has a handful of people that are interested enough to take Ben Ten to Reddit, they only had like a very small logo. You can also see if you compare it from uh, 2017's Lattice to this year's Lattice, something like Skyrim was more fresh in the zeitgeist in 2017. So, the uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim is a video game if you don't know, <laughs> if, if somehow you don't know. <laughs> um, the Skyrim logo was huge in 2017. This year, there was Skyrim was represented, but it's just a very small, modest logo in the in the corner somewhere. So you could kind of see the popularities of different pop culture things rise and fall. If if you had uh, compared it to the 2017 lattice, was something like Star Wars was huge in 2017. They had the entire speech about Darth Plagueis the Wise was on the 2017 um, lattice. This year, Star Wars is obviously a very enduring fandom, and so they still had huge sections of uh, the canvas.
1: The various communities that were originally creators of art gradually shifted to defenders of that art.
0: I wondered if it was getting boring for the bigger communities who were just uh, left defending their territory after a certain point. For example, up the top left corner, the Minecraft community had put a little uh, connection lost, attempting to reestablish notice that you see in the video game. The stats have been released, and it turns out that that top left pixel, like the very top left corner, zero zero in the coordinates, that was the most placed pixel of the entire canvas. I think they said something like 94,000 different people tried to place their pixel in the top left corner. So, for those Minecraft people that were trying to hold their connection lost piece of art, if you call it that, they would have had to have fought for that pixel for the entire 4 days. And I wonder myself, what's the appeal there? What what kept you coming back? I mean, the Brazilians have a, a green flag with the, a yellow diamond in it. What kept the Brazilian community just keeping the green portion of their flag green coming and coming back to do it hour after hour after hour, just keep green on this green field, green on the green field, green on the green field, at least with Lattice, Lattice was more like an umbrella community that brought in smaller communities to protect them. So I felt like I wasn't just working on the lattice. I had other artworks to admire and protect as well. It never really got boring because there was such a variety of different things that I was uh, doing. And then, of course, there was certain artworks on the lattice that I just had no idea what they had come from or what their context was. Then I could go and look it up, you know, and and discover things like the uh, aforementioned French girls fan fiction or, or whatever, like something that I never would have known existed otherwise. I was defending the bionicle head for a while. People kept on adding eyes to the bionicle mask and uh, I kept on blacking them back out, you know, just really random stuff like that.
1: By day four, the participants knew that place was due to end, and awaited for the unappointed hour. But the end did not come exactly as expected.
0: I was actually online and using it in the moment that it ended. People had posted on the r/place, the actual Reddit. That they were expecting it to come to an end that day, and I knew that I knew that it was coming. I had just placed a, I think it was a green pixel down into the lattice, repairing the lattice, and um, suddenly I realised I could only place the colour white. And I zoomed out, and I saw this white void kind of tearing through all of the artworks on the on the canvas and I realized okay everyone else can only place white even that in itself was a fascinating experiment watching how the the white spread around and and where it went first and why people did it in certain patterns it kind of expanded into a gigantic love heart at one point which was interesting once I only had white, that's when I stopped going to the lattice and started putting pixels down and other points in the canvas. And I noticed that I was drawn to the black void part of the canvas to replace that with white. And I don't know why that came into my head, but I realized that as I was doing that, everyone else seemed to be doing that. It just seemed like oh, I've only got white, well, I'll go to the black part and put white down there. It's like, because that's the biggest way that you can, or the loudest way that you can have your say, I suppose. (laughs) It's the biggest contrast, I guess. Also, what was interesting was uh, the French flag immediately turned white. And a lot of people were joking that that, you know, the whole French surrender flag thing And then a lot of people were saying that maybe it turns out that the uh, French community were using bots that were automatically placing pixels down. And as soon as white was the only color that the bots could place, their entire bot army just replaced the French flag with white near instantly. It was also interesting, yeah, watching the communities that had developed kind of all eat each other and devolve into chaos as soon as white was the only color everyone starts let's get these people or you know let's get these people i thought it would have been interesting if everyone stopped and refused to destroy the canvas but the canvas got destroyed by the white pixels within an hour i mean what had taken days and days and days to make was destroyed in, in an hour which was also a, I guess a, a little poetic in a way I liked that we weren't just suddenly cut off it also kind of gave a melancholy doomsday feeling as you watched everything slowly be consumed by the white pixels it was almost like this inevitable dread destroying everything that you had loved the last couple of days luckily i really appreciate that reddit as in the staff backed up everything and kept everything you can still access the canvas the very moment before the white appeared so if you enjoyed the art it's still accessible it's not all gone in that way it would have been kind of the same as just ripping it off and not letting anyone place any more pixels down. I expected what would happen was that I would put a pixel down and the timer would, instead of being five minutes, it would be like five years or something like that. So on that last day, every single pixel that I put down, I was like, this might be my last pixel. This might be my last pixel. This might be my last pixel. And it was kind of building this tension and dread within me. But then when I put one down and it all switched to white, I thought, uh, at least I've still got a bit of kind of creative input into the destruction of this thing at the same time. That being said, if you go onto the subreddit for place and find the period of time of the ending, people are really affected by it, like really quite depressed and uh, uh, sad, complaining that reddit's making them destroy their thing and that this is a travesty and you know i got the feeling that some people really took this quite to heart it was almost as if you know you went to someone's house and they had their pictures that they had drawn put up on the fridge and you were just tearing them off the fridge and tearing them up in front of their eyes you know it was the same kind of reaction that i imagine would happen in that circumstance
1: With the end of 2022's r slash place, Barclay McClay reflects on his experience, what might be done better next time, and what it meant for humanity as a whole.
0: When it ended the way I reacted, I mean, I'm, I'm a grown man. I, I got better things to do, so part of it was, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ready for, to move on with my life. At the same time, I mean, the last time that this happened was 2017, so people are speculating that it's only going to be every five years. That seemed a bit sad that I would have to wait five years to see this happen again. Even if I wasn't going to participate in it with the same level of participation that I did, the whole thing was so fascinating to me. It was like watching... The world's pop culture reflected all in one place. And I felt sad that I wouldn't be able to kind of open up this canvas and look at what all the kids are into, so to speak, in one convenient go. But, you know, all good things do need to come to an end. And part of the uh, appeal to it is that kind of Olympics esque only happens every gap of time. I suppose I am looking forward to it popping up again. I definitely, I mean, props to the Reddit team. I'm definitely going to be on Reddit next April Fool's Day to see what they come out with next. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't so, I wasn't so much depressed as in, what am I going to do with my life? Because luckily, I have a uh, creative job. <laughs> where I'm drawing things already in my life so it really it, it was just like okay back to back to work <laughs> but i guess for a lot of people they would have found their communities and made friends and gotten quite close and into this i mean if you were into something as obscure as the game little big planet and you stumbled across you know, a hundred or so other people your age that were into Little Big Planet and coordinated with them to make this work of art. I mean, of course, I would be kind of depressed at no longer being able to uh, participate in in that anymore with them. I think that that kind of attitude of I liked it before it was cool. Or, you know, this was my thing and now everyone's into it, so I'm not into it anymore. I think that's more a reflected in young people. I don't really feel that way. I, I used to, but I'm not so much anymore. Now, when I find someone who's into the same thing as me, I'm very excited because I get to talk about it with them. But I do understand how people could, you know, feel like it's not cool anymore that it's popular. The 2017 one it looked very rough compared to this year's they made massive improvements on it this year i think just in terms of the scale and grandeur and everything but that being said i don't think that this time around was by any means perfect i think that they've they being reddit have learnt a lot of lessons from this and i think the next time around it'll be even better some things that i would change for next time would be uh, making sure that every account that is used for place is more than a day or two days old. That would prevent people from registering hundreds of bot accounts or, or hundreds of alternate accounts and kind of getting around the five-minute timer. Um, it would force people to have to organize with real other people. Another thing I would change would be there was there was a bit of a controversy where it was discovered one of the Reddit staff was placing pixels in shorter intervals than five minutes. Like They didn't have to wait for the timer. They could essentially cheat and just put pixel after pixel. I understand that people would complain about that, but at the same time, I understand that you need to have administrators cleaning off stuff like swastikas or other offensive symbols or, or links to offensive websites or whatnot and which is what that administrator was doing so I think that reddit probably could have handled that a bit better just maybe not had the administrator's name on the pixels that they were placing so that people didn't kind of feel like they were being cheated or whatnot I will say that I was very impressed at the lack of swastikas. I was a bit worried that it would be kind of trolled by, you know, the far right or or whatever, and that we'd see a lot more kind of hate symbols or hate speech on the canvas. But um, it seemed very well cleaned up. I wondered if Reddit had algorithms searching for particular patterns and getting rid of them. Overall, I, I think it was very well managed. But that being said, if I was in the Reddit offices, I bet you they're having a briefing of what they can do better next time. Why did Reddit do it? I don't know if I'm the right person to ask for these reasons. Number one, April Fool's Day isn't really as big a deal here as it is in America. April Fool's Day seems to be an American kind of holiday, I guess. A lot of websites. Do do April Fool's Day events and pranks and whatnot, and I don't really understand the why they do it because it's not it's not a thing that happens in this country. I I suppose there's a bit of an expectation from Americans that something is going to happen on April Fool's Day. I know that Reddit has implemented other things on April Fool's Day on the past, like there's that famous the button experiment that they did just very briefly there was a timer at the top of a subreddit and if that timer hit 0 the subreddit would close forever but you could reset the timer by clicking a button so everyone had to kind of band together to make sure that that timer never hit 0 but it was on a very short time it was like it was like 60 seconds or something so somebody in the world had to hit that button every minute I think that's a that was a clever little I guess quote unquote social experiment in terms of it being a psychology thing or anything more sinister than just a fun thing <laughs> I don't think that there's any kind of dark conspiracy behind place I get the vibe that this was probably started as a as a passion project or a great idea from one of the web developers working at reddit and kind of evolved from there rather than being some kind of state-sponsored way of figuring out what people are into or or something like that i i I mean anything could have happened but uh yeah i i I think it was just a i think it was just a luckily well-implemented great idea and also i guess something that could only really happen on a website like reddit due to the fact that it has so many users you know you you couldn't do this uh in fact what am i saying people do do this that pixel canvases like this public pixel canvases exist all over the internet i mean reddit definitely wasn't the first and definitely isn't the only one i mean right now there's. uh, I forget what it's called even, pixel.place or something like that, which is exactly the same idea. And beforehand, there was the uh, the million-dollar website where you could buy a pixel on the website for a dollar. There was drawball, as I mentioned earlier. So, I mean, this idea isn't really new or unique. What's new or unique about it is the fact that it was implemented in a website that has so many captive users already so we got to see such a diverse cross-section of humanity on it instead of just you know video game fans or just anime fans or anything it was the whole of reddit which is obviously everything you can imagine (laughs) my biggest takeaways I suppose was the organization that happened online between people, the way that humans were able to kind of come together and, and share an in, in experience with strangers so naturally is something that I really love getting around in any way that it takes form. It definitely took form in place. I remember when I was younger and, and played a lot of video games, if you wanted to play a game with five other people you would have to go onto like a public go into the public sphere find five other players of the game organize the time when you're gonna play the game get them all onto the server together and play it and that was a complicated thing for like a 13 year old to do through the internet with complete strangers but we managed to do it and that kind of attitude or method or whatever was was something that was really cool to see happen on place is uh joining the discord servers watching them negotiate with other people from other discord servers uh and i guess the whole gamification of it was uh my biggest takeaway just just watching how people in society interact and communicate with each other i actually uh I studied communication at, at university, so for me it was the communication between the different factions and and how those factions developed. And I guess the sociology or anthropology of it was my uh, my favorite parts. And and of course being able to look at all of the different creative art. I mean, I just opened it up again to, to look over, and there's so many little sections of the canvas that I forgotten about and are so neat to look at again. I mean, I again highly recommend everyone who listens to this to look up the time lapse of the canvas taking shape. Watch it through, then watch it through, just pick a particular area, a small like one piece of art and just watch that art all the way through over the four days. And watch all of the trials and tribulations and everything that that artwork has to go through in order to survive for the four days. I mean, Green Lattice was completely wiped out at one point by Portugal and then had to fight its way back. If you just watch Green Lattice for the entire time lapse, you see these epic battles and, and struggles to survive or whatever. But then you realize that that was only, you know, a thumbnail's worth. Of the whole canvas i mean i was in a discord server with like 500 other people only controlling like a 100 by 100 patch of the thing i mean to think that there were hundreds of other communities each with their own batches hundreds and hundreds of people all on different parts of the canvas i mean all of these stories unfolding all of these friendships being made all of these tributes to countries or fandoms or TV shows, video games, whatever it be, all of that happening concentrated onto one thing at the same time was really special and what made it so unique to me, I think. Thanks for listening to Creators by Moonlight. Email the show at creatorsbymoonlight at gmail.com and follow the show on social at Creators by Moonlight.